Well, good morning, Mission family. It's good to be in with you again. I've missed you. Good to see you all. We want to welcome all those that have come for Kingdom Connections, which starts tonight. God bless you. Thanks for being in the house this morning. And we're going to have a great time. <clears throat> so if you find somebody you don't know here this morning, if you're looking around, just make them feel really welcome. Listen, I would, I would love to spend a lot of time right now talking about my dear friend. Who's in the house today? Still part of the family here, Dan McCullum, who has planted so much here and now so much around the world. Uh, he's changed the face of worship in the nations. He's transforming prophetic training around the world now, and would you please welcome back to the house, Dan McCullum. Thank you, guys. Wow. This is kind of weird. (laughs) Good weird, but it's weird, yeah. It's weird for you, too. <laughs> yeah, so good to see you all. Regina sends her love. She uh, couldn't be here because she is, uh, we have a conference on Wednesday, and she does all the work. <laughs> I know you know that, but I'm just admitting it. It's good for the soul. Um, <laughs> so she's back doing that, but she sends her love, and uh Nate and Kevin are doing good, and they just had another baby and just bought a house, and yeah, they're doing great. Tambry's doing good. Thank you for your prayers. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Jordy and Leisha are living with us right now, so we've got a whole, we've got a whole group there, and it's, it's been a blessing. So, just catching you up. <laughs> uh, Sounds of the Nations, which was birthed here, we uh, the actually birthed together in Fiji, but but then incubated here, and and uh, we are working on a music app now. Uh, our Turkish director is doing a music app that's going to be able to make that music more available all around the world. Super excited about that. Um, and then uh, also Tim Feeder in South Africa just started a international music worship uh, radio station um, it, that is Internet. And so there's going to be a Sounds of the Nations radio station going too, which is really cool. Yeah. And uh, with Prophetic Company, we uh, are... Uh, this is kind of fun because one of the things we've said is we've trained thousands of people on six continents to recognize and respond to the voice of God. But this year, our students, uh, the people that we've trained, actually trained over 10,000 people on six different continents, just our, just our trainers. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. By the way, I invited Lynn to keep painting. So if you get bored, just... That's what I'll do, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, wow, so many things in my heart for you and towards you today, uh, but if it's okay with you, I'm just going to be simple, um, it's my superpower, it's to be simple, um, there's three things um, regarding synergy that I want to share with you today, because for me, the kingdom's all about synergy. And what is synergy? Let me give you the dictionary definition. It's the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. There's, there's a word in the Bible... Um, and and it usually in like King James is translated in one accord. Uh, it appears, I believe, 12 times in the Bible. Um, but every time it appears, there's either a revival or a riot. <laughs> Literally, like not a good riot. Actually, people rioting up against 
um, against the kingdom. But most often it's used for revival. It's the term that's used on the day of Pentecost when they were all in one place in one accord and then the Holy Spirit fell and uh, empowered them to be nation transformers. Um, and, and then it goes on several more times in the act narrative. Uh, they keep locking into a place of unity that creates a synergy that is greater than the impact of the individual. And I think one of the challenges that we have faced in the last few years is that, you know, uh, the, the challenge of not being able to come together, oftentimes, has drove us back into our independence. You know, in, independence in America, we pride ourselves on our independence, and independence is a good thing. Like, one of the things I love about America is we actually do believe we can do anything. <laughs> I mean, we do. We do. And, and that is not common in other countries. Um, it, it's, it's a rare thing. But you actually grow up with a sense of that with the right opportunity, with the right connection, with enough hard work, you can do anything. And, and I love that about our country. I love that about our independence. But... How many know that your greatest weakness is your strength overextended? Your greatest weakness is not the things you're not good at. Your greatest weakness is your strength in the wrong place or your strength overextended. And I think that's part of the warfare that's going on. Part of the warfare and and it, it dies hard in us. (laughs) it dies hard in us is the belief that we're actually stronger together than we are apart. There, there's serious warfare against a synergy level unity. And it's so in the heart of the father that we would come into a synergy level of unity. And what is that? You know, this has been a time also of people discovering the strength of their individuality. There are a lot of messages about identity. I've, I've been part of sewing into that. Figuring out who we are. Figuring out our destiny. Figuring out what we can do. Really, really important. Equally as important and not as celebrated is laying that down. Or at least being willing to lay that down to help somebody else fulfill their dream, their call, their destiny. And, and that's the part that the enemy just really rages against. You know, it's that concept. And honestly, we quote this place in the Bible that actually it's, it's, it's out of context. And it actually has a negative connotation in scripture. But we quote that verse, one can put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. But the principle is still true that two people in unity can do exponentially greater than one person on their own. It's, it's, not, just addition, it's not just addition, you guys. It's not just one plus one equals two. It's that when we lock in to unity... That creates a synergy. Our productivity is exponentially multiplied. And the enemy is terrified of that. He is terrified that we would actually lock in to the same frequency. He, he's not so afraid of you figuring out who you are as an individual. But he's terrified of you finding your place in the body. He's terrified of you finding your place in the kingdom. Because he knows the exponential effect of us being in the same place, doing the same thing. (laughs) He knows it better than we do. Which is why he fights it so hard. So, I want to look at three verses here. Um, 
that are strengths that represent strengths of the mission where our synergy is greater than our individuality. Okay? And, and you're going to recognize these in this house. But I want to speak to it because I think there's an upgrade for us. So in Matthew 18, verse 18, it says this. Truly, truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Wow, that's probably one of the more abused scriptures. <laughs> you know, where people have done all kinds of crazy stuff trying to get to the bottom of this verse. And I will throw my hat in that ring in a few moments. Verse 19, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. And then thirdly, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. These are three verses about synergy. And I believe they actually speak to three dimensions of authority that are unique to this body, but also apply to all of our Kingdom Connection friends as well. And that is worship, prayer, and presence. I told you it's going to be simple. Worship, prayer, and presence. I believe this first verse is actually talking about what happens in worship. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And it's actually talking, the language there in the Greek is kind of, A little mysterious because it's kind of like what you bound has already been bound. What you loose has already been loosed. That's actually kind of the language. And you realize that speaks to the prophetic side of our nature. In other words, finding out what God is doing and coming into agreement with it is what releases spiritual authority on earth. And so you just find out what God is doing and partner with that. And that is... A strength of our worship community in particular. It was here at the mission that I had my first uh, audio angel encounter. The first of many. (laughs) I was over in the gym 25 years ago. (laughs) When that was our sanctuary. And uh, and We were in services quite a bit. It was during renewal. And all of a sudden, I started hearing angels chanting all around the room in surround sound. And and I... (laughs) If I think about it too much, I'll I'll depart. (laughs) All right? I'll go Enoch on you. So I'm just going to lightly describe it and move on. I mean, this is the first time I'd ever heard anything like this. And I'm hearing it all around me. These warrior voices, closest thing I can think of, Keely, is a, is a Fijian choir. That deep authority voice, but musical, surrounding me, getting inside of me. My whole being vibrating with what was happening. And this is my first time. Come on, I was raised Presbyterian. Like, (laughs) not coming to you as a new ager or something. It was a transforming experience. And all of a sudden, Dave and Deb's son, Jeremy, saw me and saw that something was happening. And he came over to me like, what's going on? And I couldn't speak. I was so... I was so blown away by what was happening and I reached out and I touched him and all of a sudden he shot back and then he, in the spirit, just and then when he landed, he could hear it too. And so now we're like, we're both freaking out, man. Like now it's in stereo, you know what I mean? And, and this, our drummer at the time came up and saw like that we're freaking out. And he's like, what's going on? And again, we didn't speak. We just touched him. Boom, he shot back. And then he hears it. And from that time on, I had a series of about 
uh, about 20 years of encounters where in worship I would hear different angels and different instruments. And we caught some on recording. Some of you have seen it in our God Vibration series. Um, but it started here. And uh, I remember it was probably 15 to 20 years later. I was preaching in Mammoth Lakes. And uh, I said, Lord... Let these people hear the angels tonight. And the Lord said something to me very mysterious. He said, okay, but they're more excited to hear you sing than you are to hear them. He's talking about the angels. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Like, why would that be? And he said something, Holy Spirit said something. He said, Dano, when you... Guys, sing with revelation. Angels are commissioned. Angels receive assignments when you sing with revelation. I wish I had a great verse for that. And if you do, let me know. Um, So that's something I heard, so you have to judge it. But I will tell you that I found it to be true. I found it to be true. And when it says here... What you loose on earth will be loosed and what you bind on earth will be bound. I find that worship is actually the context where accelerated angelic activity is happening. You know, when we look at angels in the Bible, we see that they're often associated with worship. They're often associated with the throne room of God. They're, uh, they're incredible, surrendered worshipers, and they seem to be drawn to those places of worship, not every place of worship, but a worship place that is similar to the throne room environment. When you create a, when you recreate a throne room environment, a throne room revelation of worship, there's an acceleration of the gathering of angels that is present And the commissioning of angels that are present. And I actually believe that angels like to hang around worship. Hoping that we will get enough revelation for them to be sent out to do something. Yeah, I know. But again, I wish I had more scripture for it. Um, But I've seen it. And I've heard it. I've experienced it. In Hebrews 1, 6 and 7, it says, And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. And in speaking of the angels, he says, Make his angels spirits, his servants flames of fire. All right, so we see two definers of the angelic realm in this passage in Hebrews, one, that they are worshiping, and two, that they are assigned, that they're servants of fire. (laughs) And, uh, And then verse 14 in the same passage says, are not all his angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Now, When you look up angels in worship, did you know that when you Google it, the things that will come up is how we shouldn't worship angels? Which is so weird. It's one little verse in the Bible. And I've never been tempted to worship an angel myself. I don't know why there's so much buzz about worshiping angels. Uh, But I can tell you this, that angels are major worshipers. But in the same passage that it says they're worshipers, it says that they are servants, fiery servants. And then it says in the verses following, verse 14 there, that they are sent to minister alongside of those that are inheriting salvation. What I am proposing to you today, that it's often in the environment of worship that we have a healthy Assigning, commissioning, loosing, and binding of angelic realms according to the level of revelation that we sing with. In other words, when we 
worship from a place of authenticity. When we worship in a place of spirit and truth, where our words are more than just words. In Isaiah, the Lord says, so are the words that go forth out of my mouth. He said, they will not return unto me void, but will accomplish what I send them forth to do. In other words, God doesn't just speak words. He sends words with a purpose to transform. And this is a congregation that doesn't just sing songs. This is a congregation that sends songs. This is not just a congregation that celebrates the attributes of God. It's a congregation that accesses the attributes of God and releases them in the room. We are not just partakers of the divine nature intuitively. We are partakers of the divine nature intentionally. And as we are beholding Him... We are being transformed by what we behold so that we can be releasers of the divine nature and that there's an angelic partnership that happens with that. So, we can do that individually, but there is something different corporately. And I'm telling you that this is one of the places the enemy is terrified of your synergy. I've been in this room where you led the worship. I've been in this room when we were the backup band for your worship. Because you just decided you're going there. Don't quit. Don't quit worshiping with revelation. Because I'll tell you what, I've had some powerful encounters worshiping in my music room, in my home, in my prayer closet, those kind of things. But there is a synergy in worship when we come together. There is an exponential power when we come together. And, you know, some people are returning from the COVID crisis saying, why should I go to church? I'm telling you, that's a demonic thought. It's a demonic seed. It's an ignorance of how the exponential nature of synergy works. That, listen, you are powerful by yourself. You can accomplish great things, just you and Jesus. You just weren't created for that. You were created to be part of a body, a community, and the reason for it is synergy. The reason for it is that if we're, if we're willing to lay down a little piece of our individuality because we can see something greater in our synergy. If we could see that, well, I, I'm, t- I'm too busy. I'm already doing things for God. I'm already doing things in business. I'm already doing things... Yes, you are, and I bless you, and I don't want to take that away from you. But I want you to know that there is an ocean of potential. Listen, it was a Chinese or Japanese philosopher, I think, who said, you know, individually we are one drop, but together we're an ocean. The ocean of of potential is our synergy together. And worship is one of those places where we are experiencing corporate dynamics that you can't, you can't achieve alone. I'm not saying there aren't wonderful things that you can achieve alone that you can't achieve in community. But I'm also saying there's things in community, especially in worship. They're just different. And honestly, the angelic activity in those moments of corporate unity, corporate revelation, corporate worship are, are, are shifting things way beyond what we normally acknowledge or realize. When the enemy is warring against something, God is doing something. <laughs> like... He's pretty good. The enemy's pretty good at seeing what's coming and, and, and placing stuff against it. We need to get better at that. 
You know, especially as a prophetic community. I mean, I don't want to get focused on what the enemy is doing because he's not worth the airtime. But I do want to be able to acknowledge that he's not just fighting randomly. He's fighting strategically. And what is that pointing to in the kingdom? Come on, it's just like what we do with children. When they have, when they see something scary in the night, we're like, well, look over its shoulder. What is he trying to hide? What's behind him? Come on, there might be one bad guy in the room, but the angels of the Lord encamp around those who fear him. There's always more for us than against us. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Whenever there is a launch of the evil... It's usually just a smokescreen for something that heaven is about to do. The devil always plays his best card before God plays his trump card. And, and we, and we got to get used to that. We got to get more in tune with that. Um, because there's a synergy in worship that is releasing incredible things. All right, let's go to this next verse. Um, that was the binding and loosing verse of 18 and 19. It says again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Prayer. Prayer is more powerful together than it is individually. Listen, you plus Jesus is a majority in any situation. And we do believe that one person's prayer can change the world. But there is a symphony of prayer that has a synergistic effect. There is something when we pray together, when we agree together. There are commanded blessings that are available in that place. There are things that God predetermined. There are things that, that God has ordained that when a group of people step into this place of calling upon his name, that more would be accomplished. And again, it's not addition. It is this exponential multiplication. And so he says, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it'll be done for my father who is in heaven. Guys, every time I pray, something happens. But when we pray, nations shake. That was a, wait a minute. Yeah, you can clock because it's good. But, um, but that was a word the Lord gave me for this house this morning. We already had the value every time I pray something happens. But this is a word for the house. And for our kingdom connections here. But every time we pray, nations shake. Okay, here's the thing. If you're going to golf, it can't, if you're going to clap, it can't be a golf clap. All right? Like, I, I don't, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for your affirmation, but if you're going to agree, it can't be, oh, yes, oh, yes, very nice. <laughs> you you got to, yes, agreement requires gusto. It does. As a matter of fact, I'll never forget the combination of worship and prayer that happened in this room. We were, we were up leading worship, and, and Deborah came up and said, I feel like we're supposed to pray for Fiji. And, um, and so, you know, we pulled out our, our log drum and began to beat on it, and, and with no proper technique whatsoever. Just, you know what I mean? This is, this is white bread. <laughs> turning to wonder bread you know it, but we're beating on it and we're dancing around and we're we are worshiping and praying over the nation of Fiji having no idea that at that very moment that there was a coup and a gun was to the head of the prime minister and it was in that moment that God gave one of our pastor partners in Fiji a word of knowledge to call, here's the phone number, call them and tell them that they're about to do something that will ruin this nation. And 
and, uh, and that they're about to ruin their own life. And so he calls this number. Come on, word of knowledge. And the gunman picks up the phone and he's like, how did you get this number? God gave me this number. God must have given you this number. And so he's open to what God had to say and he shares the word with him and he sets the gun down and thinks. Like, literally, I'm telling you that every time you pray, something happens. Every time we pray, nations shake. It's kind of worth coming together for. It's kind of worth showing up. It's kind of worth believing that this principle of synergy in agreement, this idea of symphony in prayer, that one instrument is beautiful, but the dynamics of a symphony, see the word agreement there is symphoneo, symphony. The dynamics that you experience of a whole symphony, of, a, of every piece playing their part and resting when they're supposed to rest and and being loud when they're supposed to go loud. And the, and the dynamics of that experience is what makes every movie great. And it's true for you too. It's true for you too. An instrument can be beautiful. But a symphony is what creates the movie moments. And I'm telling you that every time you pray, something happens. But every time we pray, nations shake. That the Lord said, ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. And when we pray that with a kingdom mindset, rather than a conqueror mindset, <laughs> amazing things happen. James five seventeen to 18, Elijah was a human being just like you. But he prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain on his land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Um, Elijah showed that one person can affect the economy and the ecology of a nation. You know, there's a lot of people that are saying right now, what's going to happen next in the financial world? I got a question for you. Why are we trying to prophetically be the thermometer rather than the thermostat? Why are we waiting to see what is going to be played out on the economic arena when we are atmosphere changers? Come on, when we are culture creators, we are not here to reflect culture. Make no mistake about it. We are here to define culture. And one of the greatest ways we can do that is in prayer. We shake foundations when we pray together. We establish realities when we pray together. There are things that happen in this dynamic that you were made for. And that when we come together in the symphony of prayer, nations shake. And the enemy's terrified of that. So, I'm not saying you're ineffective by yourself. That's not what this scripture says. I'm not saying that there's not power in your prayer closet. But I am saying there's exponentially more if we could find that place together. And I've seen it time and time again. That was one story of many stories of shaking the nations and... We're not done. <laughs> Come on, we're not done shaking nations. All right, the third verse is just this beautiful presence verse. In 18, we have the worship and how it binds and loose. In 19, we have the prayer and how it shakes. And in 20, it says, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them, or there am I with them. Um. When we gather, stuff happens. Impossible stuff. Um, I, I, I want to say again that you plus Jesus is always a force to be reckoned with. 
All right? Please don't hear me in any way minimizing who you are as an individual because that's not true. You're so powerful in Christ. But we all go through times of weariness. We all go through times of warfare. We all go through times where we run out of words. And it, it feels like hell is beaten on our doorstep. Don't do that alone. Don't do that alone. It is the enemy's tactic to isolate the part of the herd that is weaker herding. That is a predator tactic over and over and over again. And yet we make ourselves a prey over and over again in ignorance. Me and Jesus got this. Yeah, true. But you're not at your best right now. You need the body. You need help. Like, let the body be the body. Did we do it perfectly? Not even close. But I'm telling you that that synergy has rescued my life so many times. I'm talking my very life. I have felt the power of your prayers when I was absolutely at the end of myself. And all of a sudden, something dropped around my shoulders that was like a cloak of energy. I mean... This is the stuff superhero movies are made of. And when I had no strength to go on in that moment, all of a sudden, I'm feeling power. I'm feeling courage. I'm feeling authority. And I asked Holy Spirit, Lord, what's going on? And he said, that's the prayers of the saints. You've saved me a bunch of times. We get to do that for each other. We get to do that for each other. Sometimes you're the strong one and I'm the weak one. Sometimes you're the weak one, I'm the strong one. This is how a body works. When one part of the body suffers, everybody else helps make up for it. When one part of the body is doing good, those pieces that aren't get to celebrate (laughs) with that. That's us, not just you, you know? There's a dynamic, there's a strength there that's so important. James 5, 14 and 15, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up and even if they've sinned, it will be forgiven. Um, you know, there's been some rough seasons. (laughs) There's been some rough times. And in those rough times, we, we can be tempted to kind of hide ourselves because we don't want to be people's problem (laughs) because we don't want people to see us in a weak moment or we don't know if it's safe enough to be vulnerable or. Just all kinds of weird human tricks in those moments. But see, is anybody weak? Is anybody sick? Is anybody hurting? Call. And, and, and we get this so wrong in church too. It's like, oh man, I, I haven't been in church for three or four weeks and nobody even noticed. you know. And I was homesick and I could have used some help. It's like, uh, the Bible says you're supposed to call? You know, the Bible says, you know, there's a lot of bodies here. Like, I've been tempted in this room to put tracking device on my children. Like, just to know where they are in the room. Because it's hard to tell in this great big room who's here, who's not here, all that kind of stuff. Um, But the Bible says, hey, when you're hurting, you call. In other words, the very opposite of hiding from community. Like, you should initiate community when you know it's not good for you right now. You just, you just reach out. 
And you just be real in that moment. And you let the body do for you what you can't do for yourself. And there'll be another season where you're doing it for somebody else. But guys, there is a war against this kind of synergy. And right now, there's a war against the institution of church itself. And it's like, well, what's the point? I'm disillusioned. I'm discouraged. I'm la, la, la. I know. Yeah, life's like that. People are like that. Relationships are like that. But the truth is, there's a bigger warfare going around than how nice we play together. (laughs) The warfare is over the potential of synergistic productivity where you don't have to carry your stuff anymore because... The others around you have the power to help break that off and break you through and walk you through and talk you through sometimes. Sometimes it's a journey out. Sometimes it's a breakthrough. Either way, you need people. You really do. You need people. And here when it says when two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them. It kind of when I started understanding divine union with Christ, it kind of confused me because I'm like, well, Don't I have all of Christ in me? Like Christ in you, the hope of glory and all that kind of stuff. And absolutely, that's totally true. Um, Every one of us, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Your divine union with Christ is already a breakthrough. But listen, when I come into the room, I bring my breakthroughs, my authority, my grace. When you come, you bring your breakthroughs, your authority, your grace, your breakthroughs, your authority, your grace. Now, what's in the room and known and accessible to all of us, same God, but infinitely greater because we have a thousand act access points. Because all of us have experienced him in different ways and at different times. And when we come into the room, guys, that enters the atmosphere itself. And the atmosphere itself becomes encounter-rich. It becomes encounter-rich. The riches of God's grace are, are so much greater in the corporate, not, not greater in measure, but greater in accessibility because everybody is bringing their experience with him into the room and sowing it into the atmosphere. And so what is possible in that place is so infinitely and exponentially greater than our ability to access that by ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. During renewal, we had serious FOMO about missing church because you never knew what was going to happen. And you were quite sure that the freakiest thing that ever happened was going to happen the night you stayed home. It, it's true. It's true. No, I'm serious. Like we had church every night for six months and then we had five nights a week for five years. And then we came here and we had all kinds of multiple services as well. And it's like, you know, should I go? Should I not? No, it was like, I, I don't want to miss anything. I, you know, Dave's, Dave's tenant of distinction, you know, that we want to be the ones telling the stories, not the ones hearing the stories. That's a corporate reality. That's what happens when we synergize together. That's what happens when we come together. You know, there's a bigger answer to why we're here than just trying to do church. You know, like, we're, this is not a fake it till you make it culture. You know, we'll just tough it out, It'll, you know, whatever. It's like, no, there are things exponentially greater in worship, in prayer, in presence. The level of what is possible in the impossible is exponentially greater with you in the room. When you miss it, we feel it. When you're not engaging in worship, we feel it. When, 
when you're going through the motions of prayer rather than being part of the ocean of prayer? We feel it. And when we come into the room with the divine whatever, whatever you want to do, Lord. Hey, that's good for surrender. It's not good for receiving. Receiving is the word lambano. It means to grab with the hand, to take a hold of something. Receiving is not divine whatever. That's surrender. Surrender's good, but it's a starting place, not an ending place. And as we surrender to what the Lord wants to do, we also look for what he is doing and grab it and pull it down and begin to release it so that our coming together can be the exponential transformative environment it was meant to be. But you're very, very important to the equation. And I think you recognize that there's a huge war against this right now. And so one of my challenges is... Let's not be the prophetic community that is pointing out the problems. Let's be the prophetic community that are the solutionaries, that actually have the answer. It's, it's, it's incongruent to say Jesus is the answer and not have any. So let's be the answer to the question, why church? Let's just decide that. All in favor? (laughs) Come on. Why church? Because we are exponentially greater together than we are on our own. Because in worship, in a worship environment that's rich with revelation, angels are assigned and commissioned Our partnership with the angelic and the spirit realm is exponentially greater in revelatory worship. Great job today. That was good stuff. So good. I can't can't wait to let Bethany Hicks know how amazing you guys are doing here. She was the worship leader here, and she and her family are with Regina and I in Texas. And she's doing great. Really good. Um prayer. Guys, your prayer matters. You know, we've always believed that when I pray, things change, but we need to believe when we pray together, our symphony makes nations shake. And it's time to take a hold of that earth-shaking destiny. And, and then, of course, just the presence that when we gather, impossible stuff happens. Come on, recapture your expectancy That just being here, just showing up, is catalytic to wild and weird stuff happening (laughs) that you don't want to miss. Because honestly, it's just that kind of corporate faith that accesses it. It's just that kind of corporate expectancy that that accesses that. So I want to encourage you today that what is going on is, is not just some, you know, cultural blip on the screen. There is a war for a unity that produces synergy. There is a war against the exponential power, not just the individual power of who you are in Christ Jesus. And we find that in community. We find that in the body. We find that um, in the church. And I want to I challenge you not just to embrace this truth, but to embody this truth. I want you to take responsibility for your expectancy when we come together. I want you to take responsibility for your authority in worship time. That you're not some old dog waiting to be scratched in just the right spot. They're playing the song. I don't like that song. That song's too fast. That song, it's too high for me. Oh, there it is. Yep, that one right there. That's the song. Now they're in the spirit. Now they're in the spirit. No, you just take your Simon Cowell somewhere else, all right? Like, 
Why don't you just make Jesus the focus and just go ahead and get in and get all that he has for you in the moment. Because <laughs> when we sing with revelation, angels are commissioned. When we pray together, nations shake. And when we come together, nothing is impossible in this atmosphere. Nothing's impossible. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know it's true. I've seen it. So I want to encourage you, be a light on this. Be a voice on this. Be an answer on this. Be a, be a force for gathering. Be a force for community synergy. Be a force for answering the question that our generation is asking. And, and then demonstrate it. Yeah. So, Father, we, we thank you for the mission and for all the Kingdom Connection churches and ministries represented in this room. We thank you for the nations that have been shook by this place, by our coming together, by our being of one heart and one accord. Lord, we thank you for the power of prayer, that prayer can do anything God can do. <laughs> that when we pray, nations shake. When we sing, angels are commissioned. And when we gather, impossible stuff happens. And Father, right now I pray that you would accompany this simple word with signs and wonders and miracles. Lord, let your impossible happen today. I see the prophetic teams in the room. Lord, let the secrets of our heart, the secret treasures of our heart today be heard in these prophetic teams. Lord, let people get words of destiny and words of identity that absolutely rock and reshape their reality. Father, let sick bodies in this place, tired, weary bodies, receive the very energy of heaven. Lord, let them feel that cloak that I was talking about. May the cloak of the corporate prayer of this house drop upon the weary and divinely energize their body with hope, with authority, with grace, with energy, with strength. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. You know what, church? Let's just start covering people with prayer for a moment. Would you just lift up your voice and just join me right now? Why don't we stand real quick? Let's just prove that our prayers together are more powerful than, our, than just my prayer right now, okay? And I want you to pray for people in this room that are tired, that are battle-weary, that are uh, feeling weak or in pain right now. Could you be the strength for them? Could you be the answer? For them in Christ, of course. He's our strength. He's our joy. But could you step into that place? So go ahead. Just lift up your voice right now. Just lift up your voice. If you don't know what to say, you can use your heavenly language. If you don't have one, just receive it right now. <laughs> just receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Begin to launch out in an unknown language. And let Holy Spirit intercede uh, through you. Hallelujah. Father, we release as the body strength and healing, signs and wonders and miracles in this room today. Father, we release the grace of financial miracles in this room, a financial breakthrough. Lord, we release the, the grace in this room of unlimited hope, the ability to hope against hope. Father, may that cloak come down of the prayers of your saints and descend upon all those who need your strength, need your blessing. Hallelujah. Lord, even as this worship team is fired up, may angels join in refreshing the saints and walking around the room. And even as the coal, an angel brought the coal from the altar to anoint and appoint the prophet Isaiah. Father, we pray that the angels would be active in this room. <laughs> Lord, to anoint, to appoint, to commission. Yeah, to liberate. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Ha, 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 ha. Ha. Whoa, ha, ha. Ha, ha.
you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Scripture says that everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm telling you, right here, right now, you can make a heavenly transaction just by saying, yeah, Jesus, that's me. I want you. I need you. Come on. And the moment you do, you're not joining the church, but I'll tell you what, you are joining a great body of Christ universal around the earth. And you will feel the strength of what you've been connected to in the person of Jesus Christ. So I want to invite you to call upon his name. Come on, right now. (laughs) You know what I started doing? I was talking to my students. Bring it down just a bit. It's really awesome. But Um, Yeah, I'm I'm getting louder and louder. I don't want to shout at you. Um, But I, I was talking to my students, and I'm like, when do you hear angels? Our, our, our prophetic students and one of them said I hear the angels when God is about to save somebody because it says all the angels of heaven stop and celebrate when somebody repents and turns to Christ and you know what I haven't heard it yet but every time we start making a call I turn my ear to heaven to listen for the party that's going on and I just want you to know there are people in this room that are the cause of a party like right now you are one just one step away one commitment away one I do away from initiating a divine party a heavenly party Uh, come on come on just say yes just say Jesus I need you Jesus be my center Jesus I give it all to you uh-huh. Woo. And then let the party begin and join it. <laughs> How many of you in this room today, let's just be real with each other, okay? How many of you, you're in that place where you need the prayers of the saints to fall like that cloak upon you? How many of you, like, listen, guys, I've been in that place many times and even recently. <laughs> And I felt it. It's so real. It's so powerful. But you know what? We need you to let us know that you need us to be the body right now. And uh, you're just going through a rough time. Or you're just feeling weak. Or you're tired of the fight. Like you've been fighting hard. But you're just, you're tired. You want somebody to fight with you. Not always against you. Would you just take a brave walk to the front of this room? I don't normally do this for this kind of call, but would you just take a really courageous walk to the front of this room? If you're that person that's saying, man, I or we, we need the prayers of the saints right now. We just, we don't want to do this a while. We, we, 
we're feeling weak, we're feeling tired, we're feeling beat up, or we're just kind of tired of conflict, conflict, conflict. Um, you know what? Everybody's the ministry team today. Everybody. You're all commissioned. This is just, this expires in 12 hours. Okay? Um, so you can't do it next week, but you can do it now. Just come be the body, will you? Just come stand behind. You know, some of these people, you might even want to cast that cloak on them. You might want to do a prophetic act. I just released the prayers of the saints over you, the blessing of the house, the grace, the anointing of the corporate body. I just release it over you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, yeah. Oh, Ooh, there it is. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Right there. Thank you, Jesus. You're not alone. You're not alone. Thank you, Jesus. We're not alone. Just grace. Grace and power. Courage and strength. We're not alone. We're not alone. You're not alone. Grace and power. Thank you, Jesus. Grace and power. Grace and power. Community of the saints. Ha ha. Woo, we receive it. Ha ha ha. Glory. Glory. Show. Oh. Yep. Yep. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha 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 ha. All right, I'm going to turn it back over to leadership here. Guys, we love you. Our love and prayers are with you all. Enjoy the prophetic ministry time today. Um, that will be directly after the service. Ryan, you're doing a great job. Come take this.
have some ministry team available. We have prophetic teams available today. They'll get going here in a little bit, but don't leave without drinking him in. Dano brought this morning is so powerful. It's giving some language to what we've been experiencing over the last three months, but it's also given our assignment to move forward. So take a moment with the Holy Spirit and ask Him, what is your responsibility in this? So we can't just take it as a good word, but we actually have to take it and live it and respond to the Holy Spirit and take responsibility for synergy. So you're welcome just to stay in his presence. If you'd like a prophetic word, you can line up over here. We love you. Don't miss Wednesday night. And we'll be back here next Sunday. Love you.